Yeah, we're rooting for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, wait, you know that song from Alicia Cara? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Trisha, and welcome to this episode of The Outcast a podcast where I share my thoughts and experiences with mental health struggles, school, and life as a teenager in this strange world to help you remember that it's okay to feel lost and whatever you're going through, you're never alone. Thank you for tuning in. If you feel like supporting what I do and enjoy listening to my episodes, you can go follow the underscore outcast underscore club on Instagram. Also, feel free to DM me any episode requests or questions you may have. I'll do my best to answer them. For this episode, I have my very cool friend, AJ, with me here today. Hey, AJ, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing pretty good. I'm just kind of stressed out. How about you? I understand that. How come you're stressed out? A lot of school, I think. And like, <laughs> being at school for a long time is like different. True, true. I understand that. I'm okay as well. Um, so would you like to give a short introduction about yourself to anyone listening to us today yeah so well you guys already know my name is AJ I'm a senior in high school and I live in California which is across the world from her basically um (laughs) I love my dogs and I like spending time outside or playing video games and I also like playing tennis that's awesome um I've always wanted to have a pet but like my mom never let me so that's sad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it took lots of convincing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, AJ, um, as you know, we had tried to record this episode back in March, which was like a lot of months ago, um, but that didn't work out. So I'm just glad that we are able to do that again right now. And um, it's just really exciting to see how everything's coming together, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Great. So we decided to create this episode mainly because the last two years have been quite different from our usual experience with high school. And considering how the pandemic has turned our lives kind of upside down, uh, because junior and senior year are supposed to be like the most important years of high school, and we did not get to have the complete advantage of the same. We just Mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, share our thoughts about being high school students during this COVID-19 pandemic. And we hope that it may somehow help anyone in the same situation as us feel better and, of course, spread more awareness about the importance of, like, taking care of your mental and physical health during this period of our lives. So how have your classes been so far, AJ? Um, Since you're doing the IB Diploma program, just as I am, would you like to talk a bit about that? Yeah, um, it's been weird, but, like... Uh, we're kind of getting everything together, like doing our IAs and all this stuff. The IB classes that I take are IB Biology, IB History of the Americas, IB English, and IB Spanish. So we've been working on our IAs and just talking about how the year is going to go. And I feel like since we had online school junior year, like all the knowledge that we could have got if we were in person versus online would have helped so much our senior year, but I guess they're changing some things on the test or or like the rules of the IA that kind of makes it a little bit easier, but it's different. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, For those of our listeners who don't know, the IB diploma program is basically the international baccalaureate, which is an international educational board. And it's similar to AP exams or your A-levels is basically divided into your higher level and standard level subjects if you take a full IB diploma program or if you take hybrid then you get to take like normal classes as well as IB. Yeah um so my other classes are I don't take IB math but I do take AP math I specifically take AP statistics so it's still kind of like an honors class um because AP is like its whole program too and then my other class is I take digital music, so it's more of kind of like theory and kind of make our own music. That's so cool. Yeah. 
Your school has like a lot more options in terms of subjects than my school does, which is very, very cool. Like we have a lot of variety in subjects, but not a lot of variety in IB subjects. I guess our school is a little more new to IB so that they're not going to have like IB like art or something. We just like have IB theater, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, that does make sense. I think that's like a difference between your school and mine, because at my school, yeah. we just have full IB diploma programs. We don't allow hybrid. But yeah, I guess it's it's OK. Um, so what's what's been your favorite class so far? Do you have like a favorite um, sort of subject that you like? Um, my favorite subjects right now uh, have been biology and history. History, I've just like I feel like it's a subject that I'm naturally, like, good at. And, like, sometimes I don't have to try and I'll still do good. But it's something I'm, like, passionate about. So I I like doing it. And then for biology, it's been kind of stressful right now because there are, like, so many options that, like, it's kind of hard to know what direction to go to for IAs. But I have a great teacher and, like, a good class. And I I like the subject. And the topics we're going to learn this year sounds interesting. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the IAs can be a lot of work. But yeah, I think um, the IAs aren't going to be that difficult as long as you do something you're passionate about, which is why I think a lot of my teachers just really suggested us to make sure that what we're choosing is something we're really interested in and want to personally research about. Yeah, that's true. Because if you're going to do something just because you think it's easy, like you're not going to like it. Exactly. For the people who don't know about IAs, they're called internal assessments and they're part of the IB program and they can be like orals or like papers. It really depends on the class. Right. Yeah. For English, for example, you have individual orals in which you give mm-hmm. like a 10 minute oral presentation where you analyze a certain non-literary and literary text uh, of your choice related to a global issue. Um, which I found was pretty fun, to be honest, but it was a lot of work as well. So like, it's, yeah. it can be pretty tiring. But my one general tip for that would be to choose a global issue that really connects with you and that you yeah. really um, feel on a deeper level. Because that's what's very important um, when it comes to making sure that you are choosing the right text as well. Mm-hmm. Similarly, for our IAs, for example, science IAs, you're supposed to write a written report um, regarding a certain research question and your particular experiment or simulation or database. And then it's just basically like a 2,000 word sort of essay that you write regarding that topic. But yeah, so um, AJ, you're having in-person school right now, right? Yes, I am. Right. So that's one difference between our schools as well, because I think uh, a lot of schools in India right now are currently um, not taking in-person school since over a year because of, you know, the increasing um, pandemic situation going on out here. Because in my city, especially, like, everyone's just really social distancing and um, schools aren't really opening up. So how has your experience with in-person school been so far? Currently in my state and at least in my area, it's been pretty good. Um, there's still some restrictions, but it's not as strict. But my school still makes us like wear masks and not like try to be that close in contact. I mean, sometimes you can't avoid it, obviously, but if you can, you know, try to at least. So for me, it's been pretty good compared, I feel like, to other schools. Because like I can't speak for like all schools in America or all schools in my state because like each district does it differently. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Would you say that your lifestyle changed with online school and then suddenly being back to in-person school? Oh, yeah, it's definitely changed. Like I love being in person way more than online. But I remember when I was on online school, I would like wake up five minutes before class and roll over and then log in to Zoom, you know? (laughs) When Mm -hmm. we were online, school was actually shorter, like the duration was shorter. But now in person, we're back to like the normal, like um, my school's like from eight to three. And at first, especially for the first couple of weeks, it felt so long and I couldn't wake up five minutes before. Of course, I had to wake up earlier to like get ready and like make sure I had everything. And then, yeah, so the first few 
days or so like it just felt so long because it's so weird being like physically there and like walking and like being awake for that long so yeah <laughs> exactly yeah because like I think throughout 2020 we had become so accustomed to like you know staying up late and then just jumping into class and keeping our cameras off because you know of quote-unquote technical difficulties um so I think that's like you know that's something that's a disadvantage when it comes to online school because it just really gives you a lot of excuses to procrastinate and like a lot of opportunities to not do the work you're supposed to be doing yeah like like I said earlier at first I thought it was fine because I had lots of time but then that kind of lots of time without like a schedule or like a set schedule where someone could like say like do your work make sure you're doing your work because like most of my classes didn't really re require a camera so it was kind of up to you it was really different and you had to have some like accountability for it but yeah days just felt like really repetitive and the work felt repetitive or it felt like you know we were just doing the work for a grade rather than actually learning it yeah exactly I completely relate to that I mean um, I think throughout last year, I was just like so taken aback by the fact that I ha I was not going to be able to go to in-person school and the yeah. fact that, you know, I was just so accustomed to being um, at school with a certain routine to follow with certain deadlines where I knew there would be consequences of my actions, like immediate consequences the next day if I did not, you know, submit my assignment. Um, however, in online school, if, you know, on Google Classroom, it says, oh, your assignment's missing, you know, even though I used to get like certain amount of OCD when I saw the red, you know, missing sort of symbol, I still didn't like care when it came to, you know, your own actions. You were supposed to take accountability, as you said, of what you did and like, you wouldn't see the consequences of your actions immediately, but they would show up in your report card, you know? Right. So true. Would you say there have been any, like, advantages or, like, a sort of pros and cons that you have identified when it comes to online learning? Yeah, I feel like the pros are, again, like, eating whenever, going to the bathroom whenever. Maybe more time to do things you like, but then I felt like everything started to pile up once you got kind of, like, burnt out. Exactly, I get that. Um, uh, yeah, like, it was just, I would say that my list for, you know, the pros and cons of online school had, like, a really large chunk of, you know, points for negative stuff, but, mm -hmm. like, not a lot for the positives. And I think that that was just, like, a red flag I didn't notice because, um, as you said, there's something called the burnout, right? And yeah. um, I wanted to, like, talk about that a bit more. Um, because I was reading, like, this article the other day um, about, like, how students in lockdown are more likely to go through burnouts than they normally would because of the fact that it's really easy to procrastinate stuff and then overwork yourself at the same time. So um, what would you have to say about that? Um, like, for me, burnout is, like, you know, especially if you're a student, um, it can get really, like, tedious and, like, repetitive. And you get so overwhelmed by all this work that you're constantly doing every single day that you get to a point where, like, you're like, I'm so tired. Like, I don't even have enough energy to do this. And, like, when you start to see missing assignments or, like, that you're behind, like, deep down, you obviously still care. But, like, you're just so tired that you're like, I need to rest. Like, this usually happens when you don't put your like mental health or needs or like self-care needs first because if you don't do that then you hold you totally like disregard all of it and then you get to a point where you have to deal with all of it instead of like in small little increments exactly and i think that a large part of it has to do with like every day being so redundant and monotonous yeah. um that eventually what you're trying to do in your daily life becomes more of a sort of chore and something that is like a burden and I think that's like very harmful because I mean like from personal experience last year I did go through a major burnout because I was not able to like catch up with my assignments since I was procrastinating but at the same time I really wanted to get work done because I'm I'm a student who just really wants to put my best work out there and just do my uh, best in everything I you know put forward for example exams and grades and everything else but like I had first of all really poor time management skills I think that was one of the main factors that caused me to have a burnout because I would I would like 
stay up until 5 a.m. doing homework, but then during the day, I would like literally binge watch YouTube and, you know, do a lot of unnecessary stuff. And, you know, the word itself suggests that we were running on fuel, but now we're running on empty, you know, or like now we're just running on fumes, you could say. So yeah. from the article that I mentioned before, um, I read that you can undergo a lot of physical symptoms as well when it comes to um, going through a burnout. For example, mm-hmm. you can have a change in your appetite, sleep habits, frequent headaches, muscle pain, or even feeling tired and drained most of the time, which is like the main symptom. Would you say you had a similar experience with that? Oh, yeah, I definitely have. Like, especially with like the time, like your appetite and like the times you eat. And especially like it's either you got too much sleep or like no sleep at all. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, I had a really bad habit of sleeping in my classes or just falling asleep in my classes and I know I'm not the only one yeah you're not (laughs) I know a lot of you guys have probably slept (laughs) through your classes but yeah I think that there's like a fine line between you know finding the perfect balance between what you need to get done and like the amount of time you need to spend taking care of yourself because when we're going through a burnout uh, it's really hard not to fall into like this vicious cycle of wasting time and then going through like a period of extensive amount of work and then getting so tired and drained that you get back into that cycle of wasting more time you know when you want to try to get out of the burnout you don't want to force yourself because I feel like if you force yourself saying like I have to get out of this now or else like everything will be bad you just get even more overwhelmed and then it gets like worse Right, because you can't force yourself to, like, get out of it. And that's, like, the hardest part, um, which is why it's just really important to wait that phase out and make sure that you're not being too harsh on yourself because going through a burnout does not symbolize or does not equate to the fact that you're, you know, being productive, right? There's, like, a difference between healthy and unhealthy productivity. There's a difference between, like, you know, being at your best stage that you can work for 10 hours a day that's that's cool like that's awesome if you can do that go ahead good job but often if you're going through a phase where you're not able to give in your best effort in the things you're doing you know the truth is that in these sort of moments doing the bare minimum is actually a great accomplishment that you should be proud of right like you know just try to do small things every day and it always it won't always be consistent you know But at least, you know, maybe make your bed for the day or make yourself a meal or something. Go take a shower. Like, even doing something small, yeah, is a big accomplishment. Right, exactly. As you said, just make yourself breakfast or, you know, if you feel like you need to take a warm shower and then just lay in bed and listen to some music, just vibe with yourself. That's completely fine, you know. And what would you say personally helped you? overcoming such periods of time personally for me I feel like just talking that that could mean like over a call or just like doing something I like but even that kind of felt like repetitive because of course we were like stuck at home for most of the time and I like actually started to like see a therapist because like I felt like I got to the point where like I just felt like really deep into being like burnt out that I wanted to find like a solution to like better myself so like it that took like a lot of me to actually like start going of course because like number one there's like so much stigma around like going to therapy but also like sometimes it can be like hard to like help yourself but like literally doing anything that will help yourself get out of it or just make you feel better is like important I agree. The fact that we're not able to meet people we're close to physically can really impact our chances of like recovering from such sort of, you know, moments of darkness, I would say, as teenagers. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, so exactly. There's a lot of stress that comes with being a high school student, you know, and I think that um, a lot of people don't take that into consideration, especially be it parents or teachers or any sort of mentor and even ourselves, we don't really acknowledge the amount of stress and pressure that we have when it comes to being a senior year student. Because even if you're not going to college, you're going to be 
doing something. You're going to be pursuing something. And that can take a lot of work and energy. Yeah, um, it gets pretty stressful, I feel like, because, like, this is soon. Like, you know, especially, like, with um, submitting college apps and stuff. Like, this is soon. Like, it's crazy to me how how close it is. Like, you think, like, you still have time. Like, obviously, which we do. But it's, like, I remember my counselor saying, like, it'll go in a blink of an eye, so you should start applying or at least getting ready to apply now exactly that's very true talking about colleges have you thought about any um places in particular you want to apply to and any um majors you want to pursue i actually have like a list of maybe about like five colleges that i know i want to apply to for sure but i'm still like kind of doing research because i i found more colleges that I think I might apply to, and for my major, I want to do nursing, so, like, I've been finding, like, schools specifically for that, or at least have, like, prereqs for that, you know, so, yeah. Well, nursing is really cool. What got you into that, like, field of research and work? Yeah, well, when I was younger, I wanted to be a vet, but then I changed my mind because I just figured out it wasn't for me. Into when I got into like high school or like the end of middle school, so my parents are nurses. Um, my mom was a nurse in the Philippines, but now she's a teacher. And my dad's still a nurse, like became a nurse in the Philippines, but is now a nurse here in America. So I just thought that was very interesting to me, and I like science and like learning about the body. And you know, engineering is so cool, but I'm not the best at math or like it <laughs> enough. So that just wasn't my area. I get that. I mean, that's that's fair. I get that because I'm not like a kind of student who's just naturally good at math either. It just takes a lot of effort to, you know, work through my tests and everything. So I, I understand what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, that's so cool. I mean, it's very, I would say, unique things to pursue. And I'm, I'm sure you'll be great at it. Yeah, for me, I haven't really thought about what in particular I want to do later in life. I'm sure like you know, everything can change and stuff. But right. currently, I'm planning on pursuing a biology major and um, doing a minor in creative writing. So yeah, like, always do or find something you're passionate about, even if it's just your minor, you know? Exactly. Like, um, I think that a lot of people feel as if taking double majors or doing like two minors and one major it can be a lot of work but I think that as long as you're really interested in what you're learning and you're gaining a lot from your subjects you know it's it becomes like less of something that's like uh placed upon you to do every single day but rather something you would want to do and like as a way for you to relax so I think doing a minor is like a really great option if you want to you know de-stress yourself by doing something apart from your main interests yeah and as much I mean as much as stressful as it is to like think about like possibly moving out or just going to college in general is like scary but like Mm -hmm. I feel like there's also some kind of like nostalgia of like wow this is like we're gonna be like adults and like do adult stuff oh my god I got yeah pretty emotional about it just thinking about it or the other day when our counselors came in to give us like a packet about like finance and like where you want to go and like the setting and majors I just got kind of emotional like wow it's soon (laughs) yeah I mean like can you imagine just 12 years of our education just passed by so quickly like how yeah and it's just like you know also like during our junior year you know like I remember you saying before that junior year and senior year like the most important years were like biggest years where you do a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. I felt like online school was just like weird and kind of took away certain things but at the same time I'm like I mean I guess at least my class has a universal experience I guess <laughs> yeah I agree with that I mean uh, we could have had more opportunities and a lot more of activities and stuff to do considering how we could have you know taking part in more Uh, field trips or I guess prom and stuff but you know since all of that isn't there it just makes it a bit more nostalgic because we're like really leaving behind a lot of memories and stuff 
and who knows what the future is gonna hold it's just very unpredictable and scary at the same time yeah i i feel like before i was like i know everything is gonna well obviously i didn't but i had the mindset of like you know Mm -hmm. this will turn out to this and this and this but it's like you know when the pandemic hit us i'm like whoa like who would have thought you know exactly it just turned the whole world upside down and um when we were talking about the topic of the burnout earlier, I feel like, you know, our life is currently more, you know, like quicksand, because if we are going through like a point where we're at our lowest and, you know, feel like we don't have a purpose, I think we can compare that with quicksand because the more you resist and the more you try to like force yourself to get out of, you know, your lowest points without um, actually confronting your emotions, the harder it will be for you to like do so. And the more you'll sink and the more you'll fall back into that prison cell you've built for yourself. And I think that's like a very scary thing about um, this pandemic because a lot of people could be going through so much stuff behind, you know, their camera, but they're not really showcasing that. And, and it's just like inevitable for teachers to not notice that, you know, they can't help it. It's not really their fault. So, yeah, I definitely agree. You know, even if things suck, sometimes you kind of have to accept the situation because you can't always, you know, change what's going on, especially if it's not in your control. Yeah, I agree with that. And as someone who's like a really big control freak, I think it was just really hard. Yeah, exactly. It was just so hard for me to accept the fact that some things are just not going to be in my control and I need to accept that, you know? Yeah. And if there are things I control, then I can do what I want with it. But like the pandemic, I couldn't just been like, yeah, I want this to stop and all of it is going to go away now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no. Yeah, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Which is sad because, like, you know, we had a lot of plans and stuff. And I'm sure you had a lot of, you know, expectations and stuff from, like, 2020 and 2021. But, like, not having them fulfilled is just very disappointing. But at the same time, you know, you got to, like, work through that disappointment and probably just convert it to something more hopeful. Which is why, like, um, I have this thing where I, you know, was going through this phase where I just felt like I didn't have a purpose. And... Like, whatever I was doing did not matter, um, be it, like, the words I wrote or whatever I said. I felt like I was I was being heard, but I was not being listened to. And that was just really frustrating for me because I realized that I can't give myself purpose um, unless I choose to accept the fact that some things are just not in my control, for example, my past. Do you have like those moments where you wonder what could have been, what if I had said that and stuff like that? Oh my gosh, all the time. (laughs) Exactly. So as you might know, it's just really hard not to like overthink those moments, you know, especially when you're like in online school and you have nothing to do except overthink everything about your existence. Okay, so yeah, like... Of course, it's important to be kind to others because you you never know what's going on. But what really also matters on top of that is, like, you have to be kind to yourself because, like, if you're constantly negative to yourself, you know, it's harder to give that kind of energy back out to the world. And taking care of yourself is very important. You don't, like, I know it can be hard to, like, talk badly about yourself or always doubt yourself, but, like, if you think about it, even if you're not the most productive person during a specific period of time, you doing something is already kind of a big step, you know? So you have to, like, thank yourself for, like, even if I just did one thing today, at least I did it. Right, exactly. I think being thankful for the fact that you're still able to do certain things and you're still here, um, it's just really, I guess... It's something to be grateful for, but yeah, I understand how some people might say that, well, I don't know what to live for anymore or, you know, um, you know, well, nothing really matters at the end because we're all going to die and we're all doomed because, you know, the sun is going to explode one day. But (laughs) But like, you know, the world isn't ending right now. So why not take the time that you do have in your hands to like, make someone else smile or make yourself smile for that matter to do what makes you happy and uh, stop living a life half lived, you know, like stop living for other people. That's so true. Yeah. Because once you like 
realize you live for other people. Like, of course, it's okay to do things for other people, especially people who do the same for you or just people you love. But it's like if you're doing things for other people that doesn't really serve you or that you feel satisfied with, then, like, you need to change that because, like, you have this life that's literally yours. So, like, you know, do things you like that make you happy. Exactly, because, you know, you don't know what lies after that. Why not just use the time that you do have right now to make a difference? And I think that it's really important to be empathetic towards other people, yes. But when it comes to your own dreams, sometimes it's okay to be selfish if that means, you know, cutting off people who would not um, allow you to reach the dreams that you want to reach or, you know, tearing you down just because they are not in the same you know, wavelength as you are. And I think it's very important to show sympathy towards those people rather than hatred, because all of us are going through something that we don't see behind the camera screen. And I think that's very important because, you know, even someone who might be getting good grades and through online school might be going through a difficult time dealing with something else. You never know. Yeah. And we're not saying like, oh, if one of your friends makes one mistake, cut them off. Like, exactly. (laughs) It's just, like, if it's adding negative energy to you, like, the majority of the time, then it isn't benefiting you and just kind of adding stress into your own life. Exactly. And I think that um, immediately just cutting people off without, you know, talking things out, especially during, like, the situation right now where people tend to be more sensitive towards situations like, you know, conflict and stuff because we're not really meeting each other face-to-face that often – Um, I think it's really important to know that communication is key to, you know, preserving any sort of friendship, relationship, etc. So if you feel like, you know, you need to talk about something to someone you care about, go talk about it. Instead of texting them, perhaps just give them a call, you know, hear their voice. And I think that there's something just so comforting about giving a phone call to someone you care about, just to let them know that you're here for them and that they're here for you. Because... You know, sometimes it's more important to understand a person rather than being understood. If that's not reciprocated, then there's no point. Yeah, and, like, just do what you're comfortable with, of course, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that social media has such a big influence when it comes to, like, you know, shaping our minds in this sort of generation and, like, you know, the way we choose our friends, the people we choose to hang around with, the people we choose to be, for that matter, you know? Yeah, I feel like, you know, when you mentioned earlier that, like, even if what they post seems good, like, they could still be going through stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, we have to remember that a lot of the time, even if someone looks like they're having a good time on social media or having everything that you want, like, half the time it's, like, not real or, like, I mean, of course, obviously, sometimes it is, but, like, Social media is a way to present yourself usually in a good light or like everything positive about your life. You don't always post about all the negatives all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like it can get really hard and like really affect your mental health if you're constantly looking at people's pages or the things they're doing that you're not doing. I agree. And like it's just so much easier to just scroll you know, down your phone for like so many hours that you dissociate and you don't realize the fact that, you know, you're just spending so much time looking at people's lives who you don't even know that you could have spent doing something to make a difference in your own life, you know? That's true. I think that's why we just have to be really careful on the internet because a lot of things that we see aren't true and the things we don't see are probably more important than what we do see, so. Exactly. Would you say that, you know, being on social media more often and, like, having more distractions uh, during online classes has affected, like, your attention span and stuff? Oh, yeah. Especially, like, you know, when teachers don't require a camera or anything. Like, you could really do whatever you want. Like, scroll or watch or play something, you know? Exactly. And, um... Going back to the topic about where you said that, you know, how we just spend our entire day on the screen, would you say that, like, you know, it's just very paradoxical because we're, you know, doing school on a screen and then we're wasting time using a screen. So, like, that's just adding more screen time. I remember talking about this on our attempted podcast a couple months ago. (laughs) That, like, you know, 
we spend maybe around six hours on the screen just for school itself, like going through classes. And then we spend even more hours doing homework on the screen, obviously, because barely any of our work was on paper. And then, of course, like you want to take a break by watching YouTube, playing a game, watching a movie, a TV show, or talking to your friends, which, you know, during the pandemic time, it was most accessible over a call. That's even more time looking at the screen. So literally, like, the whole day, you're just staring at a screen. Exactly. And I think that's just so self-destructive without even us realizing. Because, like, we're so used to, like, you know, modes of relaxation uh, through, like, screen time and, like, watching Netflix and stuff back when we had in-person school that, you know, our mind is just not ready, like, voluntarily to focus on other ways of, you know, giving us time to relax and stuff. Exactly. But, yeah, coming to that topic, um, what would you say were some things that helped you coping with online classes or just studies in general? Like, getting on Discord calls with friends and we all kind of did our work kind of, like, made it better. Because, you know, I remember, like, when comparing online school and in-person school, A lot of people liked in-person school because the environment, like most people were doing their work or you have people to work with. So like your mindset is kind of like, oh, like I feel motivated to do work rather than just like isolated and alone. But like some people also like working alone and the setting doesn't really matter to them. But like, of course, everyone's different. So for me personally, getting on a call with friends to just do work or talk kind of kept me like on track. Yeah, I get that. A lot of people that I talked to before, they would be like, oh, I like online school a lot because I'm just like an introvert. It just helps me, you know, not socialize that much with people. And I think like to an extent, I do understand that because I'm kind of the same. I just don't like um, interacting that much with people and I love working alone. I just get so happy when I don't have to do team projects, especially online. But at the same time, I think that like the school environment just really motivated me in some aspects to like keep going because I knew that there are other people around me who are also working and I think just looking at them gave me a sense of drive to you know keep moving forward but yeah so I think it doesn't really matter whether you're introverted or extroverted I think everyone at some point or the other in their lives needs you know human interaction we can't just completely isolate ourselves being alone is different from being isolated as you said right and like for me personally making online friends was pretty cool I mean I've had online friends before the pandemic but not like this because like everyone was kind of going through like feeling alone or like everything felt repetitive and I felt like meeting new people was like exciting yeah, I, I agree. And since we both, you know, met on the IB diploma server, it's just like, really yeah, because cool. like you, you're such a cool person. And, you know, it's just really nice to know that we can have support from each other whenever we need. Right. To. And like, yeah, I love like talking to people and like, learning new stuff, especially like we live in such different areas and have very different cultures that it's like we learn a lot from each other. But we also relate like, on a lot of things so I think it's cool my close online friends would are you and I have some others that live in America and a few that like just all over the place basically I don't have as much time to like talk to all of you every single day like I used to but it's still nice to know that like if I texted one of you like you guys would be free to talk or like play a game or something so I think that's cool and also like a few of my um, online friends that don't live that far from me we actually saw each other. We were all vaccinated and stuff, but I just thought that was crazy. Like, it's a little scary, but, like, it was it was interesting. It was fun. And it wasn't, like, awkward, you know? Like, I thought it would be kind of awkward because, like, we, of course, we never, like, hung out in person. But, like, it was really cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That does sound really fun. I'm so happy for you. I know. I hope one day we... <laughs> Maybe at college we'll get to meet each other. I know. Wait, are you are you thinking of like applying to America? Yes, I have about like ten colleges so far that I'm applying for. Okay, cool. See, even even if you're far from me, like in 
America, I feel like that's easier to meet up than across. Yeah. So I guess, you know, that's just like one good thing that came out of, you know, online school and stuff that we got to meet each other and like so many new people from different parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that like that's why having too much of a pessimistic outlook on life can be very detrimental because it's like staring at a dead plant in the middle of a garden. You know, you're just focusing so much on that plant that died because it did not receive enough water that you forget about all the other flowers around it that are still alive and that still have the potential to be taken care of, you know? And I think that's how our lives are right now. Some of us are just so caught up, like, for example, me, caught up in, like, the negatives of our lives. And it's never too late to just, like, stop for a moment and look around you and see how far you've come and the fact that you've survived 100% of your bad days, you know, and that's something to be proud about. Yeah, definitely. It's super important to even celebrate things that seem small, but they're still technically big accomplishments. Exactly. Yeah, and it's, like, also important to remember, like, try your best not to compare yourself to other people because we're all at different stages in our life as in like we all have our own problems and we all have our own coping mechanisms or ways to deal with stuff like even if you're not doing the most out there at least you're doing something and you can you know tell yourself to work harder or try to work harder to reach that point like you don't have to um, constantly think you need to reach your biggest accomplishment immediately of course it'll take time and it and it's different for everybody. And of course, like, it's obviously easier said than done. Like, I still, of course, struggle with like comparing myself to everyone, but you just kind of have to remind yourself that it's different and eventually you will get to that point. Yeah. And everyone has a different story. So, like, it's just very unfair that you put yourself, you know, in a situation where you're comparing yourself with someone else who might be going through something you don't even know about and yeah. who might have their own struggles. So I think that comparing ourselves to each other and just putting ourselves down because we're not in the same place where we want it to be, but someone else is, it's just very toxic because, you know, it can end up not just weighing you down, but also people who care about you. And I'm not saying that in a selfish manner. I'm just saying it in the sense that you radiate the energy you carry around you what you say and what you do impact other people more than you realize, you know, you have a greater influence on people than you might realize. And does you have a greater influence on yourself? Because the way you act and the way you talk to yourself in the mirror will reflect the way you work and, you know, in the long term, how, you know, likely you are to reach that goal that you have, depending on whether or not you are kind to yourself. Right, I totally agree. What would be, like, any pieces of advice that you would like to give our audience, something that you're incorporating in your life to help you? Uh, I would say, like, of course, take care of yourself. And it's okay to ask for help. Like, at least from my perspective, I kind of have a hard time asking for help because I feel bad because I know everyone else has their own problems. But there's bound to be someone there who's going to talk to you or at least listen that can make you feel better and you can do the same for that person of course you don't want to like be taking advantage of other people but you get the point and also I remember seeing this thing about how like you should romanticize your life like even the small things like say you go on a walk and like you know just like try to appreciate the small things like oh I love the way these flowers look or I love the sunset like once you like appreciate the small things you, you kind of start to feel better and more, like, thankful for the things around you. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think that the part about being in tune with nature is just so important because I feel like when I go out to, like, the forest near my house and then I just sit there for a while just in peace and quiet, just listening to the natural sounds around me, it's just very freeing in one sense because that's when I realize how... I tend to breathe in a very shallow manner. I'm, yeah. I'm like not a, a type of person who takes deep breaths that often and because I'm just so caught up in my thoughts. And so when I sit over there, like among the trees and stuff, I realize that and then I tend to take deeper breaths and that just feels very, you know, refreshing as if like I'm, you know, starting all over again. You know, your academics and your grades are very important 
at least in my opinion. Well, you know, it's very important, but <laughs> you have to remember to do things you enjoy and and try to socialize if you like socializing or just doing things you enjoy. Like, of course, school is about grades and like learning, but there's also a big chunk about like enjoying it because it's like it's a big memory and it's like a big part of your life. So like you don't want to regret not doing anything fun that you want to do because of like, you know, over like analyzing your test scores or your grades. Like I'm not saying like, oh, completely disregard school. Like, of course, it's important to turn your things in, focus and put your academics first in some sense. But just remember to take care of yourself and that like if you get a bad score on a test or you have a few missing assignments like that doesn't define the person you are like you you're still a smart person you're still a hard-working person it's just everyone has those times where they're a little set back and like that's okay it's not always a bad thing right I completely agree with that that reminds me of a story that came out about this student who chose to go to Ohio State University instead of going to Harvard despite being accepted into Harvard and that just got me thinking about like how you know where you go does not define what you're going to be, you know? Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, of course, if you get into like Harvard or Yale or any of your top choices, that's really amazing and you should be proud of yourself. But at the same time, if you fall back and you're not able to go where you hoped you would, it's okay because you can still always turn things around and you can still find your way back to where you wanted to go. It's just about how much effort you're willing to put into something you're genuinely you know, curious about and you, you want to explore and you want to learn more about life and you want to learn more about yourself. So don't be too stressed about like whether or not you get into your top choice of university um, because, you know, at the end of the day, at some point or the other in your life, you're going to have to disappoint certain people to make sure that you are happy. So I guess that's pretty important. Yeah. And it's like everyone takes different routes and like ways to finish college or find a major. Not everyone knows what they're going to do right now. And some people do. And that's okay. Like if you fall either in both those categories, like just take it one step at a time. Because if you, you know, try to think too much, like I do at least, I, I get really like anxious because like you're like all these factors and am I going to get in? Am I not going to get in? Like, what happens if I didn't do good enough? You know, like when you start to take things step by step, then you are less worried because you're focused on like the next thing, not like the next 10 things. Exactly. I agree with that. There's a lot of factors that come along with college. For example, whether or not you choose to give your test scores or, you know, you choose to apply for certain scholarship programs. So, you know, just make sure that you're doing things um, in a way that you're comfortable with, but at the same time, you're pushing yourself to be a better person every single day because your character matters more than the grades on your report card, you know? Yeah, and just remember that there, like, are lots of resources that you can find out there on the internet or if you're able to to ask your counselor, like, I'm going to drop a link right here. <laughs> um There is a website called Big Future that College Board, like, owns. And you can um, search for colleges and filter it by, like, the major you want or the size or the location. But this is only for colleges in America. So if you guys are interested in colleges in America, then I would definitely look at that website. Yeah, and they even show, you know, the list of colleges which are test optional. That is, they do not require the SAT for you to be, like, you know, considered as an applicant. Um, And the ones that are also test blind, which means that they will not look at your SAT scores, even if you choose to submit them. And I think that that can really be helpful in narrowing down which university you want to apply to. And I'm an international student, so I would really suggest, you know, looking at universities in case you're uh, in case you're also, uh, planning to apply abroad. Um, I would really recommend, you know, asking your school counselor about whether or not they provide um, TOEFL or IELTS waivers so that if you have, you know, received primary education in your secondary school through English, then you can choose to opt out from, you know, giving that test. And I think that because of this pandemic and the uncertainty of like being able to go to test centers personally, um, I think that would be a good option to explore in case, you know, you're not able to give your tests so that you don't panic at the last minute. Yeah. And 
at least at my area and I know other areas will have it too here in America or like California that you know if you don't have the money to pay for applications or something like there are organizations out there or your school can help you get that because like I think it's important that like everyone should be able to apply to school and everyone should be able to have education so like if you you know need the resources to you know just ask people at school or your counselor or something because there might be a way that it'll be easier for you to apply without the fees and worrying about all the money. Exactly. And I think that, you know, when it comes to money and finances and stuff, it's really good to explore various scholarship programs or any financial aid programs that are available, especially if you're an international student. Um, something that you should keep in mind when looking at universities is their availability of financial aid. If that's something important to you, um, I would really recommend that. Yeah, because it's like different for all people because, you know, it depends on like your income and stuff like that. So, right. Oh, yeah. And uh, some certain colleges, you can search up on the website if they accept it or not. They'll ask for recommendation letters. So, you know, you could ask that. I know they want some at least from a teacher. We can also probably ask an additional one from like a coach or like if you take um, lessons for an instrument, you can ask you like your instructor. But yeah, just make sure that if you're applying for college soon to kind of get that prepared so they don't feel overwhelmed and they don't have like a small time limit. You don't want to ask like a week or a few days before, like, please write me this letter because it like stress them out, of course. So give them like enough time to write a good one too. Because if you make them rush, then I don't think the letter will be as good as it would have been if you asked earlier. Yeah, exactly. And that reminds me of, of an email my school sent me the other day, which was like about um, each student had to send a list of uh, teachers they wish to ask uh, recommendation letters from. They were like strongly advised to attach a student portfolio in which they listed out all their activities that they have done through their years of high school, be it extracurricular or, you know, some research internships or any debate competitions, etc. Anything that makes them stand out that they have done and pursued, they could include that in like a sort of file and send it along with them to the person they want a recommendation letter from which can help that person to you know frame something for you in a better form as well yeah that's true but yeah i think um that's all we have to talk about today aj is there anything else you would like to add uh nothing besides to just take care of yourself and if you're applying to college like we are and you're a senior or anything just Good luck. You got this. You could do it. Yeah, we're rooting for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, wait. You know that song from Alicia Cara? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I know the lyrics were like, I was really rooting for you. Um, It was like, uh, damn, why you gotta be so cold in the summertime? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does have a negative connotation, but either way, we're rooting for you guys. So, um, yeah. Thank you so much, AJ, for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I would love to, like, you know, hang out again and just probably uh, come back for another episode anytime soon. That would be awesome. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you reached this far, we really appreciate you tuning in. Um, we hope that this episode can help anyone listening right now feel less alone and more understood. And hope you have a good day or night or whatever it is for you right now. Please take care of yourself and remember to be kind. I'll see you soon.